0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brewer Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you have an absolutely fantastically blessed day today. We're actually having some nice, cool weather down here in Florida for once, considering the fact that it's the middle of December. (laughs) And be sure, if you guys need anything, to check out the website at healthmasters.com. The product of the week, the Cortisol Buster, the one and only really, really good product. I actually took some earlier. Very effective at helping the body cope with stress. Also helps increase sleep. Can reduce anxiety and issues of those sorts. So, Be sure to check it out. It will be going up on the website in the next couple hours here at healthmasters.com. So check that out. And we, again, thank you for all of our customers and all of our listeners and everybody in between for making us and allowing us to be able to do this every single day for you completely and totally commercial-free, which I am proud of because I hate commercials, and I know you do too. And so it allows us to give you guys a show At no cost, no subscription. not charging you a monthly subscription fee because I don't like those either. And uh, it's an open platform to bring topics up, to help you find more information, to be able to research more. And uh, so when you buy any of your actual needs like toothpaste or ultimate multiple from Health Masters, you keep this show going. So I thank you for your support and business. First thing I wanted to bring up is, you know, I talked to you guys about a week and a half ago. About what was going on between the vaccine mandates in the um, military and also the DeSantis investigation with the vaccines, and it appears this is starting to go forward. Now I got to put a couple caveats on this. The whole thing, as far as with the House now, looks like they have brought in a provision to fully repeal the COVID vaccine for all fifth, uh, service members. I've told you before; I think it's a little, little short, a little late, considering the majority of the military has gotten it. However, This had to happen at some point because you cannot allow the military to be so divided, not to mention to be experimental guinea pigs. Well, this already happened with the anthrax vaccine. It was a giant debacle. Why is it still continuing to happen and be allowed? I hope because I have not read all of it yet. I really hope the bill to remove the vaccine mandate for the U.S. troops is going to go into much deeper detail and not just remove a covid-19 vaccine, but also prevent this from ever happening again to this extent, and not allowing a completely and totally untested long-term injection that's experimental, that's medical technology is what it was, it was new medical technology developed by DARPA as gene therapy, to be forced, forced on the U.S. military by essentially by the barrel of a gun you either got it or you're getting fully discharged and sometimes they were telling people they're going to be thrown in the brig and you know dishonorably discharged i mean you can't start doing that to service members cuz they don't want to take an experimental injection that's not okay so this is supposed to be signed here soon as far as with the uh, the senate or with the uh, the house they're putting this forward and it's pretty much a caveat on the NDAA which so you were basically getting an absolutely absurdly overbloated Pentagon budget so they can keep spending their money hand over fist and fail all their audits. but at the same time there's not going to be a vaccine mandate for the
1: troops. This
0: whole thing's turned into such a clown show, but yet again, here we are. One good thing though that I am finding I'm doing some more research on it. Uh, DeSantis now has formally called and it looks like they're going to approve it. The uh, Florida Supreme Court, for a grand jury investigation into the COVID vaccine wrongdoing and misleading, Desantis says, says in the state of Florida, it is against the law and mis. To, it is against the law to mislead and misrepresent when it comes to the efficacy of a drug. And so what he's coming into now is, I think that in this grand jury, if they start issuing subpoenas for numerous people that were involved in this, and they start issuing and basically bringing victims in that have been severely damaged directly by the shot and they have theirs reports and everything else to back this. I don't know how much ramifications it'll actually have on big pharma because of the so-called immunity they have. But one thing that I do know, and I have read this before that one clause that can actually void the immunity agreement, the vaccine protection act with big pharma is if they knowingly and willfully acted in bad faith, That was one of the clauses that I have read about this. It's a very, very, very small loophole that has never been used on the pharmaceutical companies. But essentially, if it can be proven that these pharmaceutical reps, if these engineers, if these scientists, if these individuals that were pushing and pumping the shot, if they knew. The evidence was showing that this shot did not work the way it claimed, and it was not safe and effective, and it was actually dangerous, and they still continue to push it out and pump it. At that point, it starts to nullify a lot of the protections. Now, whether or not that happens, I don't know. One thing that I do know about this, though is that if this is pushed forward and this continues to get mainstream publicity, the one good thing that's going to happen about it, even if there is no true justice with Big Pharma and Pfizer, because these guys are going to be a long shot to try to go after them and actually have them held accountable for anything. If it continues to go mainstream, though, and it gets actually talked about at any extent, it is going to violate an enormous portion of the American population's trust for any type of experimental medication, much less, The medical industrial complex. That's a fact, because if you start having people that even if they're not that awake, if they start realizing that you've got all this testimony and you've got this grand jury that's indicted all these people now because they basically lied and manipulated data and the data was never real and it was never true on the way they said it was, and yet it was extremely dangerous. You're going to have a lot of people that are going to be very flustered, especially the ones that were bamboozled into getting the shot because they thought it was actually something that was safe and effective. And, of course, Pfizer now has tried to lock down on it and say the research and data that we brought together shows that it was safe and effective from our landmark phase three clinical trial. Data from real-world studies complement the clinical trial data and provide additional evidence that the vaccine provides effective protection. Well, they may be able to skew the data, and that's the problem. They may be able to cook the books and come in with some absolutely erroneous topics and research that makes no sense at all in the real world, but they can try to experiment with this and submit it. Because remember, these guys, they, they are the ultimate spin doctors when it comes to big pharma. As Dad has explained before, they can make whatever outcome they want on a research study, not on a clinical trial. That's I mean, Dad's talked about that in detail. They don't have to go by any means. When they're doing their own clinical trials or they're subbing it out to their own, basically their own researchers that are working for them essentially as third parties, they can tell them we want this to show this, we want this to show this, we want it to show 98% on the clinical trial. So now we say it's 98% even though that number ticked down rapidly as soon as it actually got optioned out in the real world. But something to look at, something to be aware of, I really hope this actually goes somewhere. Will it? I don't know. But one thing I can say about it, DeSantis is not allowing Big Pharma to hide behind a big fat rock and pretend that they didn't do anything. He's putting them on the spot right now. If this grand jury starts subpoenaing individuals and directors and scientists who are involved in these trials, it's going to be something very interesting to try to expose, and hopefully it gets some traction. What do you think, Deb?
1: Well, the reality is that we don't really know what the DeSantis is going to do long-term-wise and what he has the ability to do. Uh, we know that he already took the Reedy Creek exemption away from Disney as far as through the, through the legislature here in Florida, but now they're pretty much putting that back together again for Disney, which is probably one of the most, you know, <laughs> perverted organizations I've ever heard of in my entire life with all the stuff that they do as far as the grooming of children. And that was, the DeSantis has pushed it against them for what they were doing, but now they're putting it all back together again since they have Eisner back in. So... It's weird with the sense I'm not sure what to do with him and how to actually think through what he's done. Uh, I don't know if he's a high-level Mason or not. I don't know if Donald Trump is or not, though we've been reading a lot about their information about both of them are high-level Masonic people, but I don't know if that's true or not. So we don't know who they're doing and how they're playing this against all of us, Austin. But the reality is this. We know what Otto Kahn said 100 years ago that I have never heard anybody else quote, by the way. They control both sides of the narrative. They own the Democrats. They own the Republicans. They own both sides of the narrative. And it's just, it is what it is. And who it is what it is. And there's a really good article out today. And I want to read part of it to you. And I'll kind of just give you my little spin on it. And it says, what the heck is really going on? This explains it all. It's an article by Peggy Tierney. Now, I've talked about this. Now, I'm going to quote David Icke again real quick. I don't promote David Icke as far as because he's, he's, he's anti-Christian. But he has written some pretty good books. And one of the books he has written, which is worth the read, which is worth the read, I will promote this book. And I just said I wouldn't promote him, but I'm going to promote this book that he wrote, is uh, The Trigger. And he it, it used 9-11 as a trigger that set up the security state which allows the cult, and he talks about this too, the cult that runs the world, and he's right about that too. His, David Icke's biggest thing, as far as I'm concerned, is that he just uh, doesn't understand who Jesus Christ is and what God did for us through the cross and what the blood covenant does for us through the Most High God. He doesn't understand that. Uh, he's been basically exposed to the Church of England his entire life, which is completely and totally and helplessly hopelessly corrupt. And, uh, and of course, they, he, that's all he sees. He doesn't have the true, what, what the true meaning of Christianity is. If he did, I think he'd convert. I think he'd actually have a really good uh, opportunity to help a lot of people. Especially you have wrote that book The Trigger. But Peggy wrote this article, and it's very, very good. Peggy Tierney, T-I-E-R-N-E-Y. I suppose it's supposed to the Health Masters website, uh, News Feed. There's says, the Department of Homeland Security, the DHS, and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. Now, I want to say that. It's going to be i I'm going to abbreviate that. And I'm going to repeat that. The Office of the Director of National Intelligence, I'll use the ODNI on that, were specifically created for the purpose, and the Department of Homeland Security came along in 2002 with the Intelligence Reform and Terrorism Prevention Act of 2004, all part of the trigger from 9-11 when the cult came in and decided to really push a takeover of the United States from the deep state. And it says this is from the, and said the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, ODNI, was also formed. The DHS the ODNI, the DOJ, and the FBI became the four pillars of the new institution. Atop these pillars is where you find the fourth branch of government, the intelligence branch. Now, I love the way she's saying this. After September the 11th, 2001, the U.S. electronic surveillance system that was originally created to monitor threats from abroad after 9/11 was retooled to monitor threats inside our own country. This is when the all of our electronic metadata came under federal surveillance. That's exactly what Edward Snowden was trying to tell us all. Later, Barack Obama and Eric Holder weaponized that national surveillance system so that their political opposition became the main target. He goes on to say, she goes on to say, the pre-existing Federal Bureau of Investigation, the Department of Justice, were then repurposed to become two of the four pillars of the domestic national security apparatus a domestic surveillance state. This is exactly what the Stasi did in East Germany. This is exactly what the Gestapo did in Nazi Germany. This is what the Russians did with you know the USSR. The problems we face now as a country are directly tied to the actions of Bush and Obama. First, the Bush administration. This is the dumb one. The dumb one is Bush. You know, or George W. I monitored the communication of the American citizens. And secondly, Obama's team fine-tuned and used that system against their political opponents and American citizens, and finally against Trump. The DHS, ODNI, the DOG, and the FBI became the four pillars of the new institution, which is the fourth branch of government. The intelligence branch, President Dwight D. Eisenhower, military to John F. Kennedy, to Richard Nixon, FBI, all warned against this happening. The fourth branch controls our government and influences every facet of our life, we the people are under surveillance. We the people are the target. This is what Trump said when he said, they aren't after me, they're after you. I'm only standing in their way. Remember, Trump was the accidental president. He was never supposed to win. You know, Robert W. Steele said that. I agree with him on that. Hillary was supposed to win in 2016. The problem was they didn't have the algorithm set up enough to cause enough fraud. They fixed all that when Trump ran the second time. The ODNI was created and originally intended for the CIA, the NSA, the DOD, the DOS, and the DIA to deposit their unique intelligence in one place so that agencies, what Snowden was trying to warn us about, so that agencies like the DOJ and FBI could access threats when needed to analyze the threats to the U.S. This, they hope, would ensure the obvious flags missing and that missed the 9 11 attacks would not be missed again. This was a lie. They all knew who was involved in 9-11. It was the CIA. It was Mossad. It was MI6. It was the highest levels of corruption at our government. We know that's what happened with 9-11. That's why they won't talk about Building 7 or the Solomon, that Solomon Building coming down as the fourth tower that came down that day. Nobody wants to talk about that. But they were, now they're using that as a premise to say that the 9-11 attacks would not be missed again. Guys, they didn't miss them the first time. Read the books the, the, by, Julie, the, by Dr. Judy Wood. Where? W-H-E-R-E. Where? did the towers go, Was and she talks about how an energy weapon was used to bring the towers down. This thing goes so deep and so far, it's it's amazing. She was a structural engineer, I believe, at Clemson. Of course, she no longer is a professor there, obviously. In fact, when she released that book, her executive assistant, who had worked with her in developing and writing the book, was killed in a parking lot right when the book was released. Just thought I'd mention that. However, this whole program now, this whole apparatus, is now used by the intelligence branch to target the American citizens and to hide information from one agency to another. The intelligence branch is an independent, functioning branch of government. It is no longer a subsidiary set of the agencies within the executive branches. one would hope and think. The intelligence branch functions much like the State Department, the unique set of public-private ownership that supported. They use corporations to do their dirty work like those in Silicon Valley. We talked about that with Singularity University just last week. The intelligence branch holds power over the ODNI through their influence and partnership with the body that authorized the power within it, the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. Wow. I'm not going to read any more of this because it's a very long article, but it's well worth the read. Very rarely do I read an article that is this depth and this kind of depth and this articulate as far as how it's being written. And again, it's called What the Heck is Really Going On? This explains it all. The one thing they don't do in this article, which we always do on this show, is it always comes back to the central nexus of the spider web. And that central nexus of the spider web is the cult that runs the world through all of this, that's funded through the money, which is funded through the black operations of the running of the drugs through the CIA, transporting those drugs on C 130 transport planes all over the world to a thousand lily pad bases that we in the United States have around the world to allow the trafficking. This is a narco sex death cult. That basically is, how should I say And The Bible calls it this way. They use pharmakia to control the minds of the masses. And when we understand that and we understand who they are, it starts to make us realize that we've got to stay firm in Christ. And that's the one thing this show will always do. I will always tie these pieces of the puzzle together with you guys, and I will always do it through the Bible. Now, I'm going to read part of the book. I'm going to jump around a little bit here in Romans chapter 8. Let me read this to you. And we know that all through all, all things work together for those who are called who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son. Remember Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane? When he asked three times if this cup could be taken from him, God said, no, this is the only way we can do this, but deliver him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and therefore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Remember, he is our transformer. He, trans us, or he trans, trans us, or transforms us to the same energy field, to that of the Father, so we can, we can commune with God through Christ in the heavenlies and God forever. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? No, absolutely not. You know, all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Remember that, guys, you're more than conquerors. Remember what I told you? <clears throat> we can choose to be a victim, or we can choose to be a victor. I choose to be the victor because we are more than conquerors. For I am persuaded, says in verse 38, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present nor things to come, nor height or depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that's what you remember, my friends. You remember that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, that he will always be there for us, and nothing can separate us through the love of God. And if God be for you, who can possibly be against you? Because you already have complete and total victory in Christ. So when I read you all of this stuff about what's happened with the national security operation or the national security apparatus or the state, always remember this. God is there for you. None of this is taking him by surprise. He's omnipresent, and that's what makes these guys so mad, because he's always one step ahead of them. The cross has settled everything. The battle, the war, everything was one with Jesus. When he said on the cross, it is finished, because he knew at that point in time what he had done by creating a blood sacrifice for you. You remember that. You remember who you are in Christ. That's why this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. And always remember, Give the people you talk to hope, the only hope that we have in Jesus. And it's through the black Robe regiment that we can wake these guys up, the preachers in the pulpit. We can change all of the stuff. We can take our country back. I love you guys. Awesome. what do you think, buddy? What's your next story?
0: Amen. Amen. You're exactly right. One of the biggest issues, and we've brought this up repeatedly, and I've continually talked about this to numerous people in the community with the churches, is that it's the church's responsibility to stop being so worried about offending one or two people in the church and actually start talking about what's really happening. I brought this up in detail on yesterday's show that I was running, and I told everybody, I said, why is it that you have a small, tiny, minute group of people that for some odd reason somehow continually control the entire circuit strings that are happening and nobody wants to talk about it. And I mean that a lot in the churches. I mean that a lot in the media. I mean a lot of that in the alternative media where it's like nobody can say anything now or else everybody just gets offended or, or they're scared that as somebody else is going to get offended. That to me is always the funny one. Well, you're going to offend somebody by saying that. I don't hear anybody saying that they're offended, so why are you scared that somebody else is going to get offended? Are you are you that weak-minded now? Are you that weak-boned that you're scared to talk about something you truly believe because you're afraid that somebody somewhere is going to get offended? It's exactly how we've gotten to where we are right now. And it's ironic because yesterday I brought up the topic of this joint task force –… that The White House is putting together that they're assembling this interagency group task force led by Domestic Policy Council staff and National Council National Security Council staff to increase and better coordinate U.S. government efforts to counter anti-Semitism. And you know, I bring stuff off like that, and a lot of times people get mad at me. It was ironic; I got multiple emails from multiple listeners yesterday bringing this up and saying. No, this is really accurate. I'm glad you brought this up. Why in the world is this something that we're suddenly putting together? And one guy put me – one guy put an article together. He goes, when special interest groups get special treatment, it always goes bad. Remember, he goes, maybe all of our churches are now going to be listed as anti-Semitic because they talk about Jesus. He goes, we don't have an anti-Christian hate task force. That we have in a Christian nation. He goes, The right, the churches will say nothing. We are programmed to bow down to anything. The groups say you have to feel sorry for them because we tell you to feel sorry for them. And what's interesting about this is that when you start hearing, and he's exactly right, when you start having special interest groups for special people get special treatment and special privileges, that goes bad. Every single time. And this is why it's important to be able to talk about certain things. And When you start being told, well, you can't talk about this topic and you can't offend any type of transgender individual and you can't tell a grown man that he can't get in lingerie and go sit in front of children, and expose himself, that'll offend him. News flash. Nobody cares if it offends him. He's the pervert, the pedophile, the pink elephant in the room that needs to be talked about and say, hey, listen, this isn't okay, buddy. You need to leave the premises. This is not acceptable behavior out of public, period. It's ironic that I've heard numerous times now about Christian groups that have tried to go into libraries and essentially bring in Christian story hour, Bible stories and different types of Christian literature. And they've been denied repeatedly because it's a public fed library. It's publicly funded, and you can't bring in religious, you know, basically religious themes. Oh, but it's perfectly okay for a grown man that's acting like a pedophile to come in and lingerie and talk to children about how they need to be the same way he is and perverted. That's totally okay, but. My goodness, we can't possibly talk about the Bible stories in libraries. This is what happens when you start allowing certain sectors of the government to be completely operated by communist perverts. And what's interesting now… The Ledger, which they're for the Lakeland Ledger, right? The city over from us, they have a big newspaper they put out called the Lakeland Ledger, and they are usually predominantly left. Almost always, they try to spin everything in a leftist narrative because Lakeland's been taken over by a lot of leftists. Sad as that is to say, because it was a really, really nice city. Still is a nice city, but it's becoming far more left the further I watch it happen. And what's interesting, they wrote an article said. After contentious elect- elections, conservative Florida school boards are now booting out superintendents. And it said all the emotion, chaos, and mudslinging that infiltrated the Florida school board meetings over the last two years has finally come to a boil over Tuesday night in November after the election. They've now said that the Sarasota County School Board has now basically removed their superintendent, has fired their superintendent. You got on further, and it talks about down in uh, Brevard County, they have a new conservative majority. They've taken the same step, and with Moms for America or Moms for Liberty, they've come in now. And uh, brought in somebody else as far as a new superintendent. There's another county basically up in uh, Broward. Not There's Brevard and Broward, both of them now, have put in new superintendents. And the list goes on. They're also in another Berkeley County in South Carolina. They brought in new superintendents. Lee County has come in and brought in new superintendents. And it's funny because if you read this article from Lake and Ledger – You would think that it's all about the conservatives trying to come in and show everybody and dominate everything and force everybody in their way. In reality, you actually look at the narratives, and if you went to the school board meetings – it was the vast majority of parents that wanted to have their children protected and simply taught what they were supposed to be taught at school and not have critical race theory shoved in their face and told that they're bad students because they're white or they're Asian or they're Hispanic or they're black or taught this unbelievably common core math. which is just stupid as all get out when you actually look at what it is or pushing these LGBTQ hardcore ideology. And, of course, Lakeland Edge tries to put it in the will. There's, there's a, some portion of the parents that don't want things being taught, and they're trying to be a voice for everyone, even the ones that don't agree with them. I'm simply going, I really haven't run into too many parents in Florida that are just so bent on making sure that their little son, Billy, at six years old gets promoted and pushed ideology on tranny therapy and different types of gender therapy and LGBTQ ideology. Not running into a whole lot of them. And here's my whole point of this. If you have a majority in a school board that's coming in and you have a majority of the people that are coming into the school board meetings as parents and you have a majority of people that are backing them and they're all on the same position, then if they have a minority, a small minority that wants to have perversion taught, they're welcome to go to a different school or a different county or a different basically homeschool group if they want to teach that perversion. That's the right. They can do that, too. But this concept of stating that essentially the conservatives are coming in and trying to dominate everything. No, nothing's changing from what we originally had. We're trying to maintain what we had before. This is how it's always been in the schools for the vast majority of U.S. history. They were taught Christian values. They were taught morals and ethics. They were taught different types of trades and different types of crafts that they did in school. They weren't told, oh, you're white. You have, to, you, you have to feel bad. You have to give money to everybody because you're white. Well, I didn't do anything wrong. I mean I thought we got past all this after segregation, and now it's coming back again where they're now literally going in and segregating white children and saying, well, this isn't okay. You, you, you can't do this. You can't say this. You can't be this. You have to apologize to everybody in class for being white. That's sick racism, my friends. That is perverted racism. There's absolutely no reason whatsoever that should be allowed in any type of school on any race whatsoever, and that's why you're seeing these school boards, and they're wiping out these superintendents. And they're going, okay, we're done. You're done. You're done. You're done. You're done. People that weren't elected in here, you're done. You're done. You're done, and good riddance. As far as I'm concerned, don't let the door hit you in the butt when you leave, because these schools are not supposed to be communist indoctrination camps, which is what they have clearly turned into. And the teachings that they keep telling everybody and what they're trying to teach these kids is downright perversion. And that's why I've told you guys repeatedly. This is why the homeschool co-op that we've been using down here in central Florida has been growing every single year, keeps getting bigger because parents are just saying, "Okay, I've had enough. enough. If they're not going to listen, if they're not going to do what we need them to do in the school boards, then we're just going to start our own school is basically what we did because you don't have to put up with this. Granted, it's very frustrating to me, and I've attempted to go different routes on this as far as on the aspect of why I'm paying property taxes that go towards the county school board. And this was a huge thing they did intentionally. The communists got this in place because this was never part of a constitutional republic. The school boards are being funded by property taxes even by people that don't go to the school, even by people that don't have children, even by people that choose not to put their children in these indoctrination camps because they don't want them being taught this. You're still forced to fund the schools. That was all about that collective communist mindset and getting that on the books with the property taxes across the country because then they now have funding because, quite frankly, if you could line item stuff you did use and you didn't use on property taxes – Whoa. Okay. Trash pickup. Okay. Waste disposal. Okay. Fire department. Definitely need that. Okay. Law enforcement security running around. Okay, we definitely need to fund that. Ah, school board. Well, well, you know, public school board around here. I'm not going to that. My kids aren't going to that and I'm not having them indoctrinated. I'm gonna check the box on that because I'm not using that line item on my property taxes. I'm not gonna pay it. Do you know how fast these school systems would completely and totally snap tight if that started happening. When all of a sudden, oh, by the way, uh, we're down $5 million in revenue for the school board this year. Why is that? Everybody pulled their kids out and started homeschooling them and stopped paying money to us. Well, they can't do that. Well, they decided they were able to do that now. That right there single-handedly would bring this back, and I've talked to numerous people about that as far as in the county and the state and the city, and the problem with it is the property taxes now have been so locked in legally then it makes it almost impossible to try to go that route but that to me that would be something that i think would be unbelievably crucial and unbelievably effective at changing the scene just something really difficult that i've still continued to look into but it hasn't been super promising (laughs) just because once the communists figure out how to control the money they do a really good job of making sure they don't let loose of it again as we've clearly seen with the federal reserve what do you think dad
1: well, the biggest problem is if you take the line item out of the school board as far as supporting the public schools in your county, they're just going to put a dog on lien on your property, Austin. They're going to come in and seize your house. That's all they're going to do. And, uh, you know, because, again, they've made it part of the law. Whether we like it or not, whether we want to be part of it or not, doesn't make any difference. We're forced to be obedient to it like a bunch of mindless slaves as they allow their, you know, slave trackers to make sure they know where we are and know what we do. And, if, and like I said, if you don't, let's say you're blessed enough and you've worked for 30 or 40 years or 50 years or whatever to pay off your house, and now you decide you're not gonna make pay that line item thing unless you take it to court. Now you could do it this way, I think, but check with your attorney first, because I'm not giving you legal advice. You could actually send a letter to this to the county and say that you're basically withholding this because you disagree with the school and what they do and and take it to court. Now that would create a real problem for the school board because at that point in time they couldn't come in and seize the property because they have a court order against that until the court had settled the case on that. And everybody would start doing that, it would really create a real problem with the system and it would it would muddy things up. But eventually, we work ourselves back through, and then the legislature would be involved in it, and the basic judiciary would be involved in it. But uh, I agree with you, Austin. We shouldn't have to pay you for the school. And I I, I fought this for years and years and years because, you know, I homeschooled you when you were little. Your Your mom and I did. And we did the same thing with the little ones. We had, you know, we had four, three young kids. We had three more after Austin was born 10 years later, and we had them in private school. We were paying for the private school tuition et cetera, et cetera. And then finally, the private school got so compromised that they wouldn't support Jesus on, on the Christian school. Anymore. They were going to put happy holidays out. It's ludicrous. And they started promoting Kwanzaa and all the other stuff, and weird stuff. You know, we're practicing Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. And, and I, I said, what about Jesus? You guys are supposed to be a Christian school. but It was an Episcopal school. Which I was, it always bothered me because, you know, they were already promoting and putting, you know, gay people in the pulpit. So, you know, there's a problem. So finally, I told the people at the school, you put a happy holiday sign again and not Merry Christmas. I'm done. I'm pulling all the kids out. And after that, Harris was in fourth grade. He was there for five years. After that, we ended up basically homeschooling the rest of the way. And we did exactly what you're doing, Austin. We just hired a nanny who was basically a college student, primarily educational majors, when we could find them to teach the kids the basic reading, writing, and math skills. And all of our kids scored super high in all of their exams. In fact, all of the kids, Savannah and their pastor, Pert, her college entrance exam at the age of 12, Alex was like 13, Harris was like 14, Office started college when he was like 15, they passed all the exams, because we homeschooled them and we gave them a much higher quality of education. And the thing about this is, is when you do your children like that, you don't have to be in school eight hours a day. Kids can't stay focused that long. It always goes to the lowest common denominator of speed. In other words, the smallest or the, or the, or the least, the child who is the slowest as far as learning, everything has to be catered to that individual. That's why they started doing you know, the, the gifted programs, et cetera, so they could accelerate the kids that were in gifted programs. And when you have kids that are basically being homeschooled properly by a good teacher, you can do the entire homeschool within two to three hours a day. You start at nine. And you start at nine in the morning. Be done by noon, and it gives them tremendous ability to have fun time and creative time. It's some group interaction time, and you can monitor when you do that very, very closely. The kids that shouldn't be in that program that are bullies, etc. You can put a stop to it. In fact, you don't even have to let them into the program if they're bullies because they don't really get the parents to say okay, and the parents don't let them in, and that's the end of it. So. It makes it a lot easier with kids, and it teaches them on proper group interaction, et cetera, et cetera. And that's why you can always tell homeschool kids are really polite. They're really, really nice. They're, 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 people love being around. People are always saying your kid. I remember. I remember we had a we had a evangelist. His name was Eastman, and every time he meet homeschool kids, he'd always say, "I always know they're homeschool kids because they're so nice and they're so incredible as far as their abilities to communicate, and they're so smart." So that's what we did. Now some of you can't do that. Some of you, because you both have jobs, et cetera, you can't do that because you don't have the income. I got that. So you have to use the public school system. But if you do use the public school system, do what Austin and I did last year. Remember, I don't have kids in school anymore. Uh, you know, My taxes are being wasted supporting the school systems right now. Just wasted. But Austin and I, Austin has no kids in school. But yet last year, we went down there to the school board, and we raised absolutely cane for our 180 seconds of fame, I guess you could call it, in the school board. And we let them know that we weren't going to have cultural Marxism, we weren't going to have, you know, cultural racism, cultural Marxism put into the school systems. And we're going to have Black Lives Matter promoted because white lives are just as important so as our Hispanic lives, as our Russian lives, as our everybody's lives. We're all the same in the eyes of God. And so why are we trying to segment one specific group that we weren't going to allow that? We're we going to stand against it. And I went and I talked to them about the Franklin School and Cultural Marxism. I remember that one girl who was that, uh, well she had got kind of a different sexual identity. She was looking at me like she's about to throw a dog on a knife at me. She was so angry that I was discussing this stuff openly and honestly and giving them historical facts. That video is still available. We gotta put it back up again if you guys can find it now. I know we had it posted the website for a while, but we aren't even we don't even have children in the schools, guys. And we did that. So get your pastor to wear his priestly gown or his robe or his clerical collar or his cross or whatever he wants to do and have him go down to the school board where they have a meeting and raise Cain about all of these things, including this teaching these children the gender ideology at the age of four, which we're no longer doing in the state of Florida. Thank goodness that's actually happened. But we've got a real problem in our school systems with the cultural and sexual indoctrination of these young kids. And as Christians, we've got to put a stop to it. And then you have people like the Pope. Now, this current pope was actively involved in Operation Condor. This was the CIA's overthrow of many of the Central and South American governments, in which they took their dissidents the people that were called communists or saying things they shouldn't be saying, and they took them on the back of their transport planes and put rocks and locks and everything else to them and chained them up and dropped them off into the ocean and sank them out into the Atlantic Ocean or into the Pacific Ocean. This actually happened, by the way. So it's called Operation Condor. And this pope that we have now is one of the members of the cler- clerical people that were involved in this. Uh, Sharon and I were in Buenos Aires years ago, and then we picked up a cruise ship down there with a the cruise around, you know, Cape Horn, et cetera. And we picked up a ship, this is 10, 12 years ago, and I remember I went to the man's cathedral that he was actually a pastor at or a priest at in Buenos Aires. And every single person that I talked to hated this guy. They absolutely hated the current pope because of what he has done and how he's turned in so many of his own parishioners, and they were never seen again. This guy's a bad guy. So now he is warning because he is seeing omens. He's probably demon-possessed, as far as I'm concerned. If you're a Catholic, you better tighten up on this one. All right? This guy's bad, and you know he's bad. And so don't be sitting here supporting this guy. You know who he is. You know what he says. You know what he's promoting with Chris Lama and all the rest of it. But here's what he says. Here, here's what this pope that I think is an apostate warns, that he's seeing omens of even greater destruction and desolation for mankind. The, mo- the pope is one of omens and all these horrible things. The pontiff said that even more dire times for humanity are coming to the future. He was speaking to the mass commemorating the appearance of Mary in 1531. So the pope has offered a harrowing vision of the future, saying he's seen signs of even darker time ahead. Now, I'm going to say this because this pope is 85 years old now, he's saying all this negative stuff. I personally believe, it's my opinion, that he is going to make sure that he forces this as well as much as he possibly can into the practical timeline. You know how I talk about that. But despite the current difficult times in the world, including wars, particularly Russia's conflict in Ukraine, he brings that up. Remember, this has nothing to do with the Catholic Church, the rising cost of living, poverty, famine, and energy crisis. The pope said he had a vision that things will get worse. Well, no, this is a self fulfilling prophecy. This is also known as a Pygmalion effect. He's speaking these negative things into existence. And it aggravates me that people still consider this guy to be a world leader as far as for Christianity, when he's all about ecumenical movements, going to bring us into a one world religion under a one world government. This guy's bad news if you're a Catholic. Just let you know that. And I know a lot of Jesus loving Catholics. I know one particularly. thing name is Tom. He's a good friend of mine. He can't stand this Pope. So always remember that. Just because someone's supposed to be your, quote, spiritual leader, if they miss it and they say things ain't right, things aren't. They are doing things, they're not doing the right things and they're saying things that are wrong, you don't have to listen to them. You're supposed to be led by the Holy Spirit through the Most High God, through Jesus, through the blood of the covenant that sanctified you. That's who you are. You're a child of the Most High God. And if a leader misses it, all leaders miss it every once in a while. You've got to be a little swilly to stay and stand there and go, no, I don't agree with that. I don't believe what he's saying is accurate. I'm going to stand against this. He needs to be replaced. Be willing to do that all of the time and rely on what the Word of God says, the Bible says. If these people are out there saying things that aren't lining up with the Word of God or with Scripture, as far as I'm concerned, I think, I would think, I think you need to distance yourself from them. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm going to say this to you again, too. The Catholic Church is actually involved with Operation Condor and Operation Gladio. Read the book, Operation Gladio, The Unholy Alliance Between the Vatican, the CIA, and the Mafia. I've read that book multiple times. It'll wake you up and open up your eyes as to what's going on because the Catholic church became hopelessly corrupt, hopelessly corrupt, when they were selling get-out-of-hell free cards with indulgences to build their giant cathedrals. Then Martin Luther came in and said, you guys are nuts, man. You're saying all kinds of stuff that ain't right, that's not in the Bible. You're telling people they can't even read the Bible. You got it in Latin. Nobody knows how to read Latin because you want to make sure you hide everything from the peasants who are basically not being told the truth he wrote the Bible over out of Latin and out of Greek and out of Hebrew, spoke like multiple languages, that was absolutely brilliant. And then, of course, the Vatican, what do they do? They put a hit on the guy. And they have to, he has to hide the rest of his life. And of course, it started the Protestant Reformation, the Protestant movement, because there's no such thing as a get-out-of-hell-free card because you're giving money to the church. It doesn't work that way. And Martin Luther said it. He was absolutely right. To so be very careful who you believe and what they say, make sure it lines up with the Word of God every single time. And that that, that, that doesn't matter who it is. Whoever you're listening to, examine the Scriptures. You know, Paul said that. He was talking about the Thessalonians and the Bereans, and he said that they were always examining the Scripture to make sure that what Paul was saying and what their leaders were saying were accurate. Very, very important you do that. And that's why I tell you guys, if you're being led by the Holy Spirit and somebody tells you to do something, you need to examine the Scriptures first to see if it lines up, especially if they give you one of the, well, God told me to tell you this those parking lot prophecies. Be very careful with those. God's Word will always line up with what He tells you to do. He has to because He's omnipresent. He's like that. So when He tells you one thing, it has to line up with the Word. If it doesn't line up with the Word, then, you know, you better examine the scriptures to find out what you're supposed to do. So if you don't know, don't go number one. And if you don't know if someone's giving you the accurate interpretation of something that you need to be aware of, go to the Bible and just, for lack of a better word, Google it. It's so easy now to look at Scripture. Google what they're telling you to do, put Bible with it, and see if there's verses that actually say that, because in many cases, guys, you'll be misled by people that are trying to get you to give them money. Ugh, I can't believe I said that. They're trying to get you to support a cause that's not something that needs to be supported. Be very, very, very careful. Always examine everything that you hear from an individual, a preacher, or whoever it is, or a legislator, or a president, and say, does this line up with the Word of God? And if it doesn't, You need to really reevaluate whether you want to listen to that person in anything they have to say. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story?
0: You're 100% right. I mean I've always been a huge advocate of asking questions and continuing to examine what people are saying regardless of what position they hold. I think that was one of the most frustrating things to me during the beginning phase of covid is how literally everybody's critical thinking skills even people i knew that were fairly sharp their critical thinking skills went out the window you know and i know fear fear just got a lot of people they did you know got a lot of people fear just paralyzed people and it happens sometimes and you see the people and you can tell the people that always clam up with fear they get really scared and they don't know what to do they don't act they don't get off the x so to speak that's a terminology and gunfighting terms where a lot of times you'll see when people start getting in force on force scenarios if you ever have the ability to do it i highly encourage it it's usually law enforcement simunition classes it needs to be done professionally and very safely but essentially you run glock handguns and you use bullet like blue rubber paint bullets in them they still use nine millimeter cartridges and they hurt i mean you got to wrap up and everything i mean they will open you up they still come out at about 300 feet per second But enough to where they're going to wake you up, but they're not going to penetrate or cause any type of serious damage on body tissue. And I remember one of the first times I took that class, that's one of the first things the guy taught us in there. He was retired military. I think he was in in the Marine Corps. And he said the first thing you got to do is get off the X. He goes, meaning if you get in a gunfight and you're starting to have somebody shooting at you, if you don't have direct cover right there and you're in open territory, you've got to move now. You've got to lay down fire. You can't just stand there and look at them and go, oh, crap, somebody's shooting at me. Well, I've got to figure out what I should do now while I stand here in a nice, standing upright position. I'm not moving. I'm a stationary target, so I'm pretty much guaranteed I'm going to get shot and whack. You're going to be dead very, very quickly. So when you have rounds coming at you from downrange, you have to get off the X immediately. That's the problem that a lot of people failed to do during COVID. As soon as it started happening – people got so clammed up they didn't take a step back and go okay let's evaluate this for a second let's move out of this position let's look at this and go what's going on what's the first thing that we can do right now all right we got to get our immune system strong because there's obviously a very nasty virus that's being run around as we're being told and that's the first thing we said on the show make sure you're hammering the vitamin c the d3 and the zinc we didn't know anything about covid and we knew how effective those three ingredients would be for your immune system if you guys want you can. Go back to the show in March 2020 and look and listen to what we talked about. And we continue to bring up topics that we were hearing. What we were hearing, what was going on, I said, I don't know what's going on. Dan, I flat out said, this, said, we're hearing a lot of stuff coming out of China, we're hearing a lot of stuff from the federal government, we're hearing a lot of stuff about planes. So the first thing we need to do is start boosting the immune system right off the rip. And then month into it, when we started realizing that Fauci and the scarf lady would get on television every single day and be broadcasted across the country to feed their daily dose of propaganda, I started asking myself a question. Why isn't anybody talking about what we were with nutrients? Why isn't anybody talking about making sure everybody's continuing to drink adequate purified water to keep their body cleansed and exercising regularly to keep their blood circulation, their blood cleaned out through their liver and their kidneys? Why is nobody talking about going up and increasing doses of D3 because we know D3 is incredibly important for the the overall immune system? Nothing. And it continued to go on that way. Oh, there's nothing you could do. You just shelter in place and hide in your home and get in the closet and wrap a mask around your face. Don't go anywhere. Don't see anyone. Don't do anything. Oh, and by the way, you need to shut down your entire business. You're not essential. But Costco, Walmart, every other company, by the way, I mentioned this two weeks ago. And I had somebody email me about this the other day. And they said, Austin, I had no idea how accurate you were. I said, isn't it funny? And I brought this up. You guys can look at this and say it. I said it. I'll say it again. Every single major company that was allowed to fully operate with impunity with no restrictions whatsoever, all the major heavy hitters, the Costco, the Sams, the Walmarts, all of them, every single one of them, the top three owners or at least variations of them was BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street, period, Every single one of them, no restrictions, no lockdowns, never missed a single day. Heck, Amazon, their sales went up by the billions and billions daily. They kept growing every single day. They were doing so much in sales. But yet, hey, your mom and pop store down the hall or your your gaming store over in Tampa that's selling board games and video games. Nah, bro, you're not essential. We're taking you to jail. Which is what they did to him. Oh, you're a pastor. You can't operate a church. You can't do that. You're going to jail. You can't you can't be outside talking to people. If people are in their cars with their windows up, you can't be doing pastoral work while they listen on the radio. That's illegal to assemble because we said so. That's when I realized all of a sudden every single thing we we're being told was a lie. Yet probably eighty to ninety percent of the people that I saw wouldn't even question it. Literally, they just said, well, it's, it's all for our protection. It's all to flatten the curve. And I'm like, "It's nothing about flattening the curve, and it's nothing about our protection, because not one single time, bobblehead Fauci or Lady or Trump brought up vitamin C, D3, or zinc. And I've done on this show many times, I've brought you up the research studies and the clinical studies that have gone into detail on what vitamin C high dose and what D3 does. Even the research that came out of Israel stating that you had a much, much higher chance of mortality From COVID, if your D3 was not at least above 25. And once it got above 50 on your blood levels with D3, your chances of basically death from COVID were virtually nothing because your body becomes so strong. And I think the levels need to be even higher than that. But what's interesting about this is when you see these things happen, you have to ask yourself why are they saying this? What is their goal? And what is the total outcome going to be? You have to look at it like that and say, what, what is the premise of this? And that's what I encourage a lot of people to do on a regular basis. For example, you know, Israel likes to dabble in a lot of people's businesses, and they like to dabble in a lot of other countries. Just, just throw that out there. So I'm going to read you a headline from now the new, new article that just came out from Jim Hoft. Israeli-based 3D-printed lab-grown meat company is the in is the building's world, world's largest facility being put in North Carolina. An Israeli company, Believer Meat, formerly known as Future Meat Technologies, is building a facility with 3D lab-grown meat with an initial plan investment of 123 million dollars, located in Wilson County, North Carolina. Will cover a site will be that's a building site of two. Hundred thousand square feet. The Believers meat will have an operational two hundred thousand square feet facility with the largest cultivating lab meat 3D grown meat production center in the world with the capacity to produce at least ten thousand metric tons of cultivated meat without the need to slaughter a single animal. You know, because of course it's it's for the animals' protection we're doing all this and it's for your protection. We're making it, you know, the best we can. The facility's groundbreaking is the latest series of developments as the company pre- pre- prepares to introduce its products to consumers, including its rebranding from Future Meat Technologies to Believer Meats. According to the press release last month, the company was first to immortalize animal cells without genetic modification. If you believe they say anything about this, this is supposed to be healthy. I got you know, oceanfront property in Kansas for you. The company opens the world's first cultivated meat line and begins with the company by immortalizing animal cells without any genetic modification. By going in now, and listen to this guys this is this is how weird this stuff is they 're doing. they use fibroblasts instead of stem cells, uh, they use robust connective tissues that are grown efficiently even in complex environments. They undergo a process termed spontaneous immortalization in which cells rearrange their chromosomes and start growing indefinitely without genetic intervention. They can grow chicken, lamb, beef, pork, all of which are non-GMO, and fully approved by the FDA as safe to eat. Okay, <laughs> can't, can't even make this stuff up. So let me get this straight. Israel is now building a lab to produce 3D lab-grown meat that they can also produce pork in. So is the entire facility not going to be kosher, I guess? To my knowledge, I don't think you can grow pork. I don't know how this works now. Can, can they eat lab-grown pork? Just throwing that out there ironic they didn't build this facility over in israel isn't that funny funny they built this facility in north carolina so they can disperse it on the american population funny i wonder if they're going to bring it back to their country to feed it back to their population Ten thousand metric tons of cultivated meat i don't know if that's per month per year what that is with the facility i imagine it's going to be enormous but my friends this is a serious problem this not only Is going to have detrimental side effects to the human body. I don't care what they tell you. There's nothing safe about growing meat in a laboratory. I mean, remember, the same people that are telling you this is safe, just by the way, same people that are telling you this is safe to eat, the FDA, are the same people that told you it was safe for pregnant women to be injected with RNA gene therapy, and it was safe for children ages six months and older to be injected with booster shots of mRNA gene therapy, that we are now seeing children all across the country coming down with myocarditis and pericarditis at a rate that has never been recorded in human history, and yet the FDA says it's safe. So you take that for what it is. What do you think about the uh, Israeli lab-grown meat, Deb?
1: (laughs) Well, you know, Austin, the the reality is, I mean, why do you want to eat, you know, lab-grown meat? I mean, you don't know what, they can splice anything into the DNA. They can splice cancer cells into the DNA. They, they can do anything they want to do with this. I mean, they could actually put live cancer cells into it and, and have that duplicate inside of you. I mean, it, it's crazy when they actually say stuff like this, because again, it's in North Carolina. Now, I'm going to say something about the folks up in North Carolina. They love their pork products. I, it's, it's ludicrous. I've tried to talk to so many people up in North Carolina about eating pork and They kind of look at me like a calf at a new gate, like, you know, they think it's supposed to be something healthy for them because it's something they really ate a lot of when they were involved in the Civil War, et cetera, et cetera, and after, during Reconstruction. And it's just a bad meat. You know, the World Health Organization has said the number one cause of cancer globally is the eating of pork and high-fat luncheon meats, And so we need to realize who they are and and what they believe and how they think through all of this stuff. And remember what, you know, what Klaus Schwab said, remember? He's another... Basically a weirdo, and you know he basically you know he wants to out kill all the cats and dogs and all your pets, you know most of them, because he wants to reduce the carbon footprint for the cats and dogs. So I mean I don't know. All of this stuff becomes so weird and so twisted and so obfuscated, you kind of wonder, the heck are these guys doing? Because if these guys are actually doing crazy stuff like this, what are they else? What else are they doing? We we don't you know Elon Musk now is being put as the new savior of the Christian right. I mean, it's ludicrous. All the Christian friends that I have that are, oh, Elon Musk, Elon Musk, and they don't remember that just a few months ago they had a big article with him that he was going through the brothels in Germany and all the whorehouses. You know, I mean, this guy's a pervert. And look at what look at his father and the involvement his father had in the pornography industry. Why don't you guys do some research on all that stuff and realize who Elon Musk is and his mom and how weird she was? He's another person that's just being put up there. And now Elon Musk is coming out and he's talking about. How the the Fauci-funded research has basically killed millions of people, and the White House is flipping out. So it's like these guys are doing exactly what we've told you so many times. They're playing both sides against the middle to control the narrative, to try to force the group think in a specific direction. This is exactly what Otto Kahn told us that he was going to do back in 1920. He said they control both sides of it. I've read you the article so many times on this show, and remember who these guys are and what they're going to do. They're coming to rob, kill, steal, and destroy, and pervert the truth. They'll give you 80% truth. 20% lies, and it's hard to differentiate. This was all discovered during the research that was done in World War II with the OSS. They found that if they told the Germans 80% truth of what's going on as far as the intel, that they would believe the 20% of the lies. If they came in and told them all lies, they didn't believe anything as far as the research that was being done by the Nazis to try to you know, decipher the codes. So they learned that you've got to put the lies in with the truth in order to get people to basically choke it down and believe it all. So be very careful what you believe. That's why if it's not in the Word of God, it's not something you'd be involved in, period. If somebody's a pervert, they're still a pervert. There's nothing you can do about it. Look at all the mess that Elon Musk is involved in. I love you guys, and I appreciate you. Remember this. You keep your hearts and minds in Christ every single day of your life. But this is the day the Lord hath made. You will rejoice and be glad in it. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. Remember who you have faith in. It's through Christ Jesus, our Lord. I love you guys. finish it up awesome, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.
0: Absolutely. I continue to appreciate the support of our listeners and our customers alike. Thank you so much for continuing to get the truth out there and standing up for what you truly believe. I got some more articles that I'm going to get to and I didn't get to today. I'm going to get to tomorrow. Also, some very interesting stuff that's been going on in the U.K., especially in the Oxfordshire County, what they're starting to do now with their alleged climate lockdown proposal by 2024. Really bizarre stuff. And you've got to get ahead of this curve when you hear it happening, and I'm just talking about people where this area is happening, and you've got to start getting vocal about it. You've got to start saying, dude, we're not going to comply with this. Nobody's going to comply with this. Nobody's going to allow us to be locked in here. Nobody's going to allow us to be restricted because that is where the next phase of stuff are. I told you guys yesterday the World Economic Forum, they want to reduce private ownership of cars. They don't want people to be able to drive freely unmolested on their way. They want to have everybody being able to be monitored and tracked. That's all the electric cars are all about. what they're about, being able to monitor, control them, shut them off, charge them, charge them down, charge them up, do anything they want to them at the flick of a wrist. That's exactly where it's headed, and that's why I've never been a supporter of that industry whatsoever, because not that it doesn't have some cool aspects, and they're not really cool like golf carts to drive around, essentially nice golf carts, it's the fact that I know where they're headed with this, and the more people get into them, the more people support them, the more people buy them, the more they're showing demand for that product when in reality if everybody just said nah that's a hard pass for me bud. we're not going to buy any of this garbage right then and there they would see this is very difficult to do because we can't roll something out that nobody's going to buy and nobody wants key indicator vote with your wallet thank you again my friends if you guys need anything health masters Dot .com be sure to check out the product of the week the cortisol buster incredibly effective formula really helps out with stress helps out with cortisol levels helps out with mental clarity relaxation restful sleep be sure to read about it on the website i'll have it up here shortly on the front page of the website at healthmasters Dot com. And thank you for your continual prayers and emails to me at Healthmasters and Dad's email that he has over there. He's on the road right now, so he's checking them, I'm sure, when he gets a chance or probably when he gets back in town. So if he doesn't respond to you right away, uh, just know that he'll be back in town sometime next week. So just continue to keep up your strength. Continue to hold your convictions, my friend. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.